entrepreneur and a respected citizen who, after years of hard work, is seemingly at the pinnacle of success. It appears that she has it all, but you and I know that appearances are often deceiving. Finally, Ms. Ida takes center stage. She has survived many years with little to show for it. No high-priced home, no fancy cars. Ms. Ida is at an age where most people don't have any use for her. Like a tree in winter, her beauty and vigor seem to have faded. The winter season has covered her hair with frost, dimmed her eyes, and slowed her stride. But don't be fooled. Sometimes what looks like winter is just a frosty spring. It might be a little too soon to count Ms. Ida out. These four women entertain us and invite us to join in their lives. As they welcome us, they also introduce us to the men in their lives. The men play supporting roles, adding color and zest to the lives of our cover girls. Welcome, my daughters, into the lives of the cover girls, women who conceal what God wants to heal. Come, find your place on stage and in the changing seasons, whatever your season. Be assured that God is still blessing you, and he wants to see you loosed. Bishop T.D. Jakes And now, Cover Girls Part 1 Summer Michelle Chapter 1 Cinderella was a lie. Michelle made sure that the emphasis she put on the words didn't shake her hair out of place. She patted her elaborate coiffure to make sure that it was still high and tight, and to make sure that the sides were still smooth tight to the sides of her head. With one subtle move of a well-manicured fire-engine red baby fingernail, Michelle checked to make sure that the hot iron flattened piece of hair, the piece that really made her hair do a do, still draped from the top of her coif to hang just to the side of her right eye. When she was sure she was together, she stared into her supervisor's eyes. Well, really her team leader's eyes. I mean, if you keep cleaning up other people's messes, if you keep inviting other people to dinner and letting them eat first, you're not going to get a prince. Michelle tugged at the bottom of her form-fitting yellow suit jacket. What you're going to get, sister girl, is leftovers. Tanya, Michelle's team leader, was smart, but common sense avoided homegirl like the plague. She held the key to Michelle's getting the promotion that was due her, but at this moment, Michelle didn't care. She was going to say what was on her mind. She put her hands on her hips. No disrespect to Dr. Phil, but I'm telling you what I learned at the School of Hard Knocks. You have to tell people no thank you. You keep inviting yourself to leftovers and toilet scrubbing, that's what you'll get. And it won't be anybody's fault but yours. She stared at Tanya. Really? She hadn't said half of what she wanted to say. Michelle really wanted to tell Tanya that she was sick of her. She was tired of the woman walking back and forth in front of her desk to check up on her like she was the work police. She was tired of Tanya acting like she knew it all, especially like she had a personal hotline to Jesus. She was sick of Tanya acting like she lived on her own personal cross with a halo on her head. And if she heard Tanya say, Praise the Lord, one more time, 
Michelle wasn't sure she would be able to keep herself from jumping the desk and going crazy on her hair always pulled back, cross-wearing, plain suit with no jewelry wearing, flat shoe wearing, boring, whining, pseudo-boss. Tanya shook her head. She was always shaking her head. Well, Michelle, I'm sure that there's some truth to what you're saying. Michelle watched her, but blocked out her words. It was kind of like the teacher on the Charlie Brown cartoons. Just a lot of noise, like wah-wah, wah-wah-wah-wah. She didn't even know why she bothered talking to Tanya. It just ticked her off anyway. Besides, Tanya was in her 40s, probably breathing down 50s neck, and it wasn't like she was going to change or anything. It really didn't matter anyway. Just as long as Tanya didn't say, praise the Lord, Michelle would be able to hold it together as long as Tanya just didn't say, praise the Lord. Please, please, Michelle thought, just don't let me lose it up in here, up in here. Tanya kept shaking her head and droned on. It's so much easier for you, Michelle. You're young, still in your twenties, no responsibilities, trouble hasn't even put a wrinkle on your face. Tanya laid her hand on her chest. I mean, I've got a son, and I know he's almost grown, but I just can't kick him out. I can't just get what I need first and then give him what's left over. He's my baby. I'm his mother. I have to look out for him first. Everything about Tanya irritated Michelle. She was too much like a chocolate-covered June Cleaver, recently escaped from the old Leave-It-To-Beaver television show. Even Tanya's desk got on her nerves. It was so predictable. There was a light yellow ceramic frame picture of the woman's two sons. Next to it was a yellow vase and a yellow tissue holder. There was an assortment of pens and pencils and a yellow cup. It made Michelle shudder. She shrugged her shoulders. What is it that he's doing to you? You can't count on any man, not even your son. That's why I work, so I will never be under any man's thumb. I'll say it again. Cinderella is a lie. Prince Charming will just eat your food, then leave you to go sit at someone else's table. Tanya shook her head again. You just don't understand, but... Michelle held her breath. Don't let her say it. Please, don't let her say it. Not PTL. I will lose it up in here. But that's not even why I stopped to talk to you. I just wanted to remind you to watch the personal phone calls. You know personal phone calls really irritate Mrs. Judson. We want to make sure that everything is in order so you can get your promotion. But don't worry, Michelle. Michelle squinted her eyes. Just what she needed. Another visit from the telephone police. And if she was going to be the telephone police, Tanya needed a new uniform. How could anyone be so plain, so gray, so lackluster? She relaxed her shoulders. Maybe Tanya wasn't going to say it. No, I wouldn't worry, Michelle, because, praise the Lord, Michelle wasn't sure how she got to the other side of her desk, but faster than a speeding bullet and swifter than a thousand midnights, she leaped, no, dove. Or could it more aptly be described as scrambled? Forward. Her eyes red and her nostrils flared. Whatever the case, there she was, clutching Tanya by the throat. I am sick of this, and I am sick of you. She couldn't take it anymore. It felt like a million years of her nerves being worked. 
It was too many years of working in positions where people thought she was their personal flunky. It was too many years of being passed over for promotion just to now have her chance at a new life blocked by an uptight holy roller, especially one that was probably a hypocrite, just like all the rest, just like her own mother. Michelle shouted and drew back her hand to slap Tanya, but with all the agility of a martial arts expert, Tanya slipped away. Then, just like in the cartoons, they ran around the desk, papers flying everywhere. If Michelle wasn't so angry, she would have laughed hysterically. They had to look like Tom and Jerry scurrying about. Instead of laughter, though, all she could think were acrid thoughts of shutting down Tanya's endlessly nagging voice. When Michelle got her hands on Tanya, she was going to slap her back to reality. Tanya turned and hauled booty. Michelle had never seen a bun bob up and down like that. First they ran around the office area several times, knocking books off of desks. They even sent a computer monitor crashing to the floor, where the screen disintegrated into tiny, shiny silver shards of glass. Each time Michelle reached for Tanya, the woman somehow managed to elude her grasp. Then the circle broadened, and they ran around the outer ring of the office. Michelle would have never expected Tanya was in good enough shape to keep running so long, but fear had been known to transform people. By their last lap around the outer circle, all the executives were standing in the doorways of their offices, including the business owner, Mrs. Judson. The CEO stood with arms folded, an eyebrow lifted and frozen into place. She wore the cool scowl that was her trademark, along with an ultra-conservative suit that looked like it was a designer original. But she didn't speak or lift a finger as she watched Michelle chase Tanya out of the office and into the lobby. When they passed by the back